Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Okay, would you open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians? God's put a message on my heart, or he's putting a message on my heart. Would I please release the children? Would you like to go and hang out together? I'd like to go with you, really. (laughs) Children, go to your appointed place. Oh, are we ready for the winter? Are we ready for the snow? No, I'm not either. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 5.17. The Lord's been ministering to me about this month. Why don't maybe some of you come forward a bit more? You want to come forward a bit more? No? Is anybody here for the first time? Welcome. Welcome. We are a spiritual family. We're church on the move. And um, we have a particular assignment from heaven to bring a sound. And that sound is a sound of freedom, a sound of love, a professional sound, as you can hear many of the guys who you heard up here this morning even, they do for a living play their instrument or sing. So it's not your normal three chords and hallelujah kind of a song. It's, we, we're really after a good sound to come from this church, and we feel that's what God's put on our heart. In fact, I think I'm just going to start with what happened to us yesterday morning because I've had a dream and a fire deep in the side of my heart for a long, long time. And the word for this month is dedicate. And I have dedicated my life to God, become born again, become a Christian. But I've also dedicated my heart, my time, my days, my prayers to him concerning the sounds that come in the earth. And I've had a longing and a passion because some of you know my testimony. In the 60s, I worked for Brian Epstein, the Beatles manager. And there was a letter on my desk one morning from the head of EMI to Brian, to Epi. And it said, Dear Brian, the boys are now number one in every nation in the world but three. Well, you know, I'm just a little girl from Norfolk. And I'm looking at this paper thinking, the Beatles have songs that are hits in every nation around the world. First of all, I didn't even have a vision of the world. You know, my vision was Norfolk and sailing and probably getting married, settling down, having some kids there. and just That was my heady vision. But something happened in my heart that morning, something supernatural when I read about a song being popular all around the earth. And I pray that you'll start to expand your vision more than you have it and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. So can we just have a word of prayer for a minute? Because I want to share something that happened yesterday morning. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You are with us. You're so with us. Actually, you're with us more than we understand or actually know and acknowledge. So I just want to acknowledge you here in the place, in this place, in the walls of this place, in the ground of this place, in the atmosphere of this place. I just want to acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, that 
we are having a divine appointment today. And I give you praise and I thank you. Thank you that you've given us access to pray. And thank you for the gifts you've put within us. And Lord, we want to dedicate ourselves again to you to listen to what you're saying. What it means to give of ourselves. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you help us, you teach us, you guide us. You strengthen us. You're an enemy to our enemies. You're an advocate to us. When we need help, well-timed help coming just when we need it, according to Hebrews 4, I thank you. I thank you so much. You take fear out of our lives in this incredible divine exchange, and you bring us into the place where we are really are new creations. We really are made brand new. We really are people who are given spiritual guidance and governance to God. And we take authority over the music business. We take authority, Father, over London in the spiritual realm in Jesus' name. And we release your power at this time all across London, especially central London, Father, and Westminster and Oxford Street and Mayfair and where these homeless people are. We're not just going with physical gifts. We're going with spiritual gifts words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of encouragement, words of hope to bring them life, to bring them to their expected end. And Lord, we thank you that we can step into the spiritual realm fully armed as heavy armed soldiers. And we praise you. We praise you. We praise you that we are your covenant people. And we're not concerned where we go or when we go. We just thank you that we just pull hard on your strength, Father, to be led victoriously in every situation, even in the foulest and horrible things that have happened and continue to happen, even within our own families, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. You have a plan to bring us to an expected end, to bring victory, and we we lift up the grim. We don't do grim. We announce release to grim. We come with the joy of the Lord and the health of the Lord and the life of the Lord to shift things. And we say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So uh, we're actually in the season of Hanukkah and you probably know this already, but we're already in it. And Hanukkah means, funnily enough, I didn't realize this, the Hebrew word meaning is dedication. So I've been thinking about dedication. I've been thinking about what on earth can I dedicate to God? I've already dedicated my life. We've come over here following the Lord. What can I dedicate? And the Lord just kind of ministered to me a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks back now. He said, you know, you have just set aside playing piano. You have just forgotten. I've given you the gift of music. I put that in your heart. You see, God's put gifts in you. We're all looking at gifts and presents and what to give people and give them the right thing that'll help them or just bless them or just send some love their way. But actually, God has given you a gift. And I have a real challenging word to you that you would not just slide through this month of Christmas. You would actually think about what has God given me and what can I do with it? What has God given me to do and what can I do with it? And listen, you're like nobody else. You cannot compare yourself to anybody else. 
And that's what makes God so phenomenal to follow. And that's what makes it fun to come in a place like this. Is I'm sorry, we love this place. Just keep loving it. Just help me, okay? Keep loving it and blessing it. Because in my mind's eye, I float on a chariot with eagles and angels and you know, lions and roaring fire of God. Come on. It's not like grim and miserable and there. And this is his word. And so I've been praying and saying, gosh, you know, what can I dedicate to you? And he said, well, what's your calling? And I said, well, you call me as a psalmist and a teacher. But, you know, who can compare? And this is no shimu. Rod is a phenomenally gifted teacher. And living with Rod as a teacher, is kind of stretching. (laughs) Just a bit. Because he's not the way in the pulpit at home, the way you necessarily see him. He's even more. So I can't even put a plug in without him teaching me, put it in this way. (laughs) I'm like, I know how to drive a car. I know how to put a plug in. So sometimes I get really cranky, and Gosha knows, and some of you know me real close. No, if I'm really tired, as I've had sleep deprivation all this week, then I just get cranky because there's some things you know how to do. But God is all the while effectively at work within me, within you, to get you to eat better, think better, talk better, be better. Hello? And it's not that it's comfortable. It's just like you dedicate yourself to become a better you. You don't want to be that old fleshly person. Hey, you know, let's not go there even. So 2 Corinthians five seventeen has been very much on my heart as I've been thinking about what am I going to dedicate to you? If you're giving me this word for this month, last, last month it was Redeemer, and this month it's Dedicate, what can I dedicate to you? You know, sometimes you get a bit frustrated because you want to buy somebody something and you weren't planning to spend that much money. But that's what you want to give them, right? And it can be frustrating. But anyway, you give it. And whether you give somebody something that costs little, in money terms, it's not the issue. The issue is what God says to do in your heart and what you feel in your heart. So as I was thinking about what it means to come into Hanukkah, and I've been teaching this year, the first Sunday of each month, to give us a word, to hold us steady in prayer. Because that's really the key when the heat's on and the warfare. And hasn't there been a lot of warfare? Oh, my goodness. You kind of back up and you're thinking, whoa, this is intense. This is very intense. And then you feel like you're backed into a corner sometime. And, you, and, and the enemy will get so loud in his vocals with you that you think, well, I'm probably the only one that's feeling this. huh? And, and he, he kind of maneuvers you into being, becoming a lone ranger. But that's not the truth. So I was having this desire, this calling of a psalmist and a teacher. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't feel I can do either. And I don't think I've spent time. And I actually said to God about 10 years ago, I'm not actually going to play piano anymore. I'm going to write this darn book I've been writing forever. 
and finally the book is with the right person and we're going there and it's on a roll. So I've started to feel a release that I'd like to play piano again because actually when you sit down and play something like a keyboard or an instrument, you can lose hours. Seriously, you can just forget the morning. And I have every morning when I get up quite a list of things that need to be done. Because it isn't just London and the church and the barn and the prayer ministry. It's the international connections. It's, just, it's my family. There's a lot of things. We're all busy people, aren't we? You're busy. I'm busy. We're busy people. So you're trying to figure out each day, what should I really devote some time to that's quality time that actually brings glory to God? So Rod had been asking me, what do you want for Christmas? I don't need anything. I was like... <laughs> well, there you go. I don't need anything because I'm married to Rod Anderson, just for those of you listening. Phew. So you can see. I need a bit more grace. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but we all need more grace. But I want to live up there. I want to live honoring to God. I want to live in the spirit. I want to know that when I pray in the spirit realm, things go, oh, here she comes again. Here comes fire. Here comes light. Here comes a woman who means business. We better just back off and leave her alone. I want my spirit man to rise to a fresh place. I want to move on from last month, knowing God's my redeemer, to this month, knowing I'm actually going to dedicate myself afresh to him. I want to say that God... This is a new day, and I want this month, the 12th month, to govern the end of this natural year. I want it to mean something. I want there to be a shift and a turning. Psalm 110, verse 2 says, to rule in the midst of your foes. I want to be somebody that has peace in the middle of the storm. I don't want to be frustrated because I'm surrounded with 500 Christmas cards and 10 jobs not doing and things getting blocked and <laughs> should stuff happening. My car was falling apart the other day. I'm like, okay, enough. Enough. You know, you want to start screaming, don't you? Enough, enough, enough. Because I don't see myself driving an old banger. I don't see myself frustrated. I don't see myself like a clanging cymbal. I see myself as a woman of peace. I was born a week after the war ended. I see myself as a woman carrying something for God. And you think, well, I can't do that, right? And so God was whispering to me. He said, who am I? I was like, well, you're the redeemer. No, but he said, but what do I do? I said, well... Oh, I got it. You're the creator. He said, right. So don't let your prayer life start to get dry. Don't let your life get dry. Start to be more creative. I was like, okay. But I can't do that. You know, my maiden name was Can. And I lived with the challenge of, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, my gosh, it just... You know, in the in my face since I was about seven, always. Oh, you can't, you can't, you can't. So my mindset is often, I can't do this. You know, we were talking in the car and we were talking about being a pastor's wife. I don't look at myself as a pastor's wife. Sorry to disappoint you. I look at myself as me, married to Rod, and we are pastoring. And it's a huge responsibility. 
because I need to know who to pray for when and what to do. But the Holy Spirit, thank God for John 14 and John 16, we have the Holy Spirit who's our helper, who's our advocate, who knows everything. So all I can do in the morning when I get up is say, could you make this day the way you want it to be? Because I really don't know where to start in the list of things or the people I'd like to spend time with. I don't know where to begin. So God does. So Rod had been asking me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, oh, I don't want anything like he said. You know, married to Rod. I'm happy. I've got the puppies. i got enough things to take my time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so I said, well, I'd like a new car. He said, well, yeah, he said that. Come on. I need some new wheels. So he said, he did that. So I thought, I prayed for a few days. I thought, okay, well, I'm not getting the car, but I will have a new car. But so then I started praying. I said, well, what do you want me to have? He said, well, why don't you do something that brings me glory? What? Why don't you just get a piano and start playing music again? I was like, ah, I can't. I've laid it down for 10 years. You know, I barely remember any of the songs. So you know how God is when you start arguing with him. It just, it just heaven just shuts up and goes silent. Because why? Jeremiah 29, 11 is true. It's real. I know the thoughts and plans I have for you to give you hope to bring you to an expected end. I know what's, I know what I've got in store for you. So I'm thinking, okay. So my watch had gone into service and I had to go pick it up. <clears throat> so we agreed I'd just go in on my own. This time, shoot in and out of Harrods and get my watch back. And that's just the quickest place to get it repaired and whatever it is, MOT. I don't know what you call it, having a watch. But anyway... The girl said, you know, I need a new strap. Well, it looked like it was falling apart, but it was working. So I was like, okay. So I got a new strap on my watch. So I've decided to get a red one. Because God had been talking to me about covenant, being in covenant. And I want you just to shift for a minute with all the worries you have. If you're in covenant with God, if you're born again, then, hello, <laughs> you're a new creation. So it's kind of a reminder to me, really. So yesterday morning, out of the blue, Rod said, would you like to go over and look at one of these Nord keyboards? And I said, red keyboard, like Tanya plays. So I said, uh, they don't have them. I've already been. I went two or three months ago on my own, just went and had a look. And they didn't have any. No, he said, they'll have them. They're, they, they're the ones that have them. So we went down because you're wonderful. You're magnificent. You're so wonderful. You are amazing. You continue to amaze me. Did you get that, girls? <laughs> you just continue to wow me. You got the wow factor, honey. Okay. So, I don't know where I was. Okay, so we get in the car. <laughs> we get in the car and we drive over to Denmark Street. Now, you have to understand something. Before I was born again, Denmark Street was the place you went, if you had to be dragged along to Denmark Street, 
where all the kind of groupies hung out, hoping to see a face. Um, and maybe you had to pick up some guitar strings, bass strings, whatever, pick, I don't know. Um, that's the only reason you went over there. But now, because I'm a new creation, because I'm a Christian now, because I'm born again now, when I go to Denmark Street, I start thinking about God more and more and more. So we got there early and we sat outside and suddenly I just started weeping. I just said, God, you said I was going to see more in my day than I ever saw. Now this is after working for the Beatles and seeing the Beatles nation by nation by nation. Actually, I think Poland was one of the nations that wouldn't have rock and roll. Some of, there were just like three nations, China or Russia or somewhere, Eastern countries that wouldn't have rock and roll. So we sit in the car and we're drinking at Starbucks and I'm doing my best to wake up Saturday morning, I don't know, half past nine, quarter to ten, the place opens at ten. So let's just sit here and suddenly my heart starts weeping. Suddenly my heart is bigger than it normally feels. Suddenly my spirit man is enlarged and I'm like, what happened to the dream? What happened to the dream I have of music coming out of the sanctuary and just flooding people walking down the street, not looking grim, being happy? What about songs that lift the soul and heal people and deliver people? When's that ever going to happen? I think I just let that whole thing just die. Had gone and died a nice death. You can come play if you want, or you're just coming back. No, you can play if you want. <laughs> I just feel like God wants to do something in our spirits this morning. Why don't you play a bit? Let's just kind of enjoy the moment. Oh, shakalakabaka. Shendalamakayendala. I just do. Sometimes I'm in the car and I just shakalaka bahaka yadabakase. I just feel. Come on, shift, would you? Shift and make way for God, for goodness sake. Just speak to London and speak to the spirit realm and just shakalaka anyway. That's my thing. So <laughs> it works. Cars get out of the way. Things start moving. When I rise up, I don't know why it does, but things start moving. When you rise up, things start happening. Because it's spiritual, intimidation. You know, your family's gone to the grave. They're on their way to hell. No, they're not. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do more than we've ever done. We're going to see more than we've ever seen. So I'm there and I'm praying and I'm thinking, oh God. And I'm crying. I'm thinking about the music business. And I'm watching the worst dropouts walk down the street smoking cigarettes gosh it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning just lanky hair and just totally like you know gone I mean real losers sorry but you know real losers and I'm thinking to myself this is where the music business has its sort of apex of people in London and there's no glory on this street. There's just total darkness. And here I've been meditating on, you know, if any person, 2 Corinthians 5.17, is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he or she is a new creation, a new creature altogether, the Amplified says. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. It's gone. And I'm seeing myself in the 60s, sorry, but I'm seeing myself, you know, in the hot pants, shorts and mini skirts, running into these little places and picking up some music or something. I know you can't see me like that, but I saw a flash of myself 
And I thought, oh my gosh, now I'm a new creation. I can pray. I can change this. But I keep hearing this voice, this loud voice that says, you can't possibly change the music in the whole world. And I'm like, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can pray. Because in the steps of life, in this lesson of dedication, when I flew back from California on September the 15th in 1983, I thought I was crazy. I was just like so in love with God, but I'd do anything and that's what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to come home. And I opened my Bible to Romans 12, verse 2, and it said, offer yourself as a living sacrifice because this is your reasonable service. Oh, shoot. Reasonable service. Reasonable. Guy, I thought I'd done a big number just leaving California to come to miserable old grim, you know, Where are we? I don't live in England. Oh, yes, I do. But I don't. I live up there in the spirit. And I hate it when I'm not up there flowing. And yesterday when we were sitting in the car praying and I was thinking about being a new creation, but I was hearing, shut up, keep down. You can't do this. You can't change everything. Then I just started to cry because I can't. But I'm telling you, if you will step into a new place in the Spirit today and make a decision, dedicate yourself today, something is going to shift in your life, in how your life interacts with everybody else, with your healing, with whatever you're after, your children, your husband, your family. Something's going to happen. There's a new strength. Listen to this in the message. The Message Bible reads, Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong. God, give us an anointing to look at people's hearts. (sighs) Give us the power of corporate agreement to be the church that you want us to be, to look at the music and the worship and the things that we do, to dedicate ourselves to you. This is our reasonable worship. I thank you. Now look in the message. It says, now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Now we look inside. You know what? I look inside Mick Jagger and I ask you, Father, for a new start for him. And Keith Richards and the Rolling Stones and, and, and Paul McCartney. Father, I pray, Father, and I thank you that Ringo's had a new start. He's had a look inside. I thank you that people do start looking inside because it's more important, the value of the gifts. And I thank you that you're going to help us about just overcome all these phenomenal mountains. We're just going to dedicate ourselves afresh to be people who are dedicated, chosen people. You've chosen us to make a noise in this city. And I thank you for the army of angels that are with us and our children and our children's children. I thank you. I thank you. We've got a fresh start. (laughs) The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Look at it. 
All this comes from God, who settled the relationship between us and him, and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. I mean, if you have any issues with anyone, go settle them. And then he called us to settle our relationship with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he's doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God because he's already friends with you. Oh, come on, just... So we sat there and we were praying... And I was thinking about these scriptures and I was thinking, I don't really have a message for today, for this month. But you said dedicate. You said the beginning of Hanukkah is about dedication. Maybe maybe you are born again, but maybe you want to make a fresh commitment. Maybe you want to say, God, I really want my life to be useful. Listen to this in the living When somebody becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. I think sometimes as Christians we just get like old, you know, and and I was thinking about actually my whole life changed when I became born again and I became a Christian. How did that happen? Because I just said, Jesus, come into my heart. My friend said, well, you have to repent of your sins. I was so offended, I thought they could just go jump in the Santa Monica Ocean. I was totally ticked off with them. I'm not a sinner. Don't you know I grew up in a Christian country? Don't you know I grew up in the Church of England? Don't you know I went to a Christian private school? Don't you know my family were Christian? Don't you know? What a load of bunk. Not one of my relatives was born again. (laughs) Or maybe one. Okay, so as we begin to celebrate Hanukkah, let me read you some history. It's actually called the Festival of Lights. And it remembers the rededication of the Second Temple in Jerusalem after the Jewish forces of Yehuda Maccabee had recovered it. You know we're going to recover everything that's been taken from us? by Maccabee or anybody. (laughs) Everything's coming back. We command every building. We command our place in the city. We command everything is coming back. (laughs) This is also a time to celebrate the light of the world, the servant king who came to save and redeem mankind. Hanukkah is not only a time of overcoming, but also a time of miracles. You know, the shop opened and we walked in. And I went to the best piano, the most expensive, and got totally intimidated, as I do, and some of those silly insecurities that still kind of rise up every once in a while in me and you. Come on, let's get real. We get insecure because somebody else is dressed better or seems something or other or may have more money or more stuff. Or we compare ourselves among ourselves. We're children, and God is calling us to grow up. And so I went over there, and I couldn't even play it. 
I was so intimidated. I want this one, I want this one. Then I looked at it and I thought, actually, I don't want this one. And Rod was looking at the one around the other side and I thought, well, I'm not going to go with the one he wants just because... <laughs> I must be joking. <laughs> I'm not going to do what he says. <laughs> he just loves me. Preach it, sister. Well, thank you for a little bit of honesty here. I'm getting so healed on the inside. So when he'd walk back to the door, I don't know if you were checking on the car or talking to the car, getting his card, you asked me to sit down. Well, I thought I sat myself down, but there. Oh, did you? Okay, well, I honor you. I honor you. You're the big white chief, okay? Phew, got that one straight. Getting a lot straight this morning, aren't we? (laughs) So... Anyway, rededicating my life, I sat down. Well, then a guy comes in to the shop. Now, I'm totally intimidated again because I wasn't looking for an audience, was I? (laughs) But then I start playing. Hang on a minute. Then I start tinkering. And I say, of course, you know, my father had a Steinway baby grand trying to impress the guy, (laughs) back him off. And he says, oh, yeah, this has a great Steinway sound. You just push these buttons. So he quickly pushed a bunch of buttons like I knew what I was doing. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I thought it's going to take me two years just to figure the the buttons on this one out. And this one's about 600 pounds cheaper than the other one. So I thought, you know, why I want to do this is because I want to just tinker before you. What I'm trying to say is, I believe God wants us to celebrate in this season of our lives the gifts he's given us. And I believe he doesn't want us to be afraid to go and confront the places that we've run from. So I sat and I tinkered and then I got into it and then I forgot where I was. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me, I'm sitting in a shop in Denmark Street in the middle of the little citadel of the devil's camp And I'm tinkering away to God, and suddenly I'm having a good time, and I'm enjoying myself. Maybe 60 seconds, but that was enough. It it put me on such a high that I actually possessed my place in the Spirit. And God took me to that place, and Rod took me to that place. Keep it right. And (laughs) suddenly I had this overwhelming thought that you can actually overcome. I know we've taught it. I know I've taught from when Rod was in hospital in Exodus 16, 16 about the overcome and revelation by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I know you're all learning, the whole church. We're all learning to overcome. We're not putting up with religious nonsense. We're not putting up with poverty. We're not putting up with sickness. We're not putting up with this disfavor that tries to come and ravage us from our apportioned places. We're the kind of church that is rising up. It's just the way we are. If you don't like it, get off the boat and go somewhere you're happy. Because we are going to plow through in the storm. We are going to be dancing over our torment and our turmoil and our all that stuff. We are. We're overcomers. We're all becoming. It's not just one or two. We're all We're all doing it in our different ways. And then I was 
in this prayer meeting in the House of Lords this week, and somebody passed an email around, and it was two brand-new-born babies. And you know they came out of the womb holding hands? Oh, I wanted to bring it this morning in church. You just, just go on YouTube and do twins holding hands being born. It was just incredible. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Because my mind is telling me there's so many gifted people that can just do that. I can't do that yet. <laughs> but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> and one day I might even play in front of you all. I might come out of home. No, I'm not saying I'm my mic. <laughs> I might. I might. God might give me something. Because I love him and I love the sensitivity of the new creation. And I think what I just want to say to you is, and maybe we'll have an article, maybe you have never dedicated your life really to God, your heart to God. Maybe you've got messed up with all kinds of fleshly stuff. Maybe you've lost your way in prayer. Maybe you've just lost it, you know? Got mixed up with wrong relationships, got mixed up with wrong things. Suddenly, you're not walking from success to success. And I just feel like God wants this to be like a dedication. And I believe this month, the word dedication, which means to honor each other, give a helping hand to someone who needs it. Maybe you see something that someone else doesn't see, but you know what? There's a responsibility to pray. I don't know how the songs that we sing are going to become famous all around the world like the Beatles, but I know God's going to do it. And so I can hold on. And when I was praying yesterday, I haven't cried for a long, long time, and I was just weeping. And there was a breakthrough, because weeping and tears are a breakthrough. Don't worry if you turn your face to the wall and you just cry. That's a breakthrough. Don't you know God loves you so much? So unbelievably much. And don't say, oh, I don't want to hear that again. But it's the truth. We're going to drive it home until you know that you know that you know. He's not going to give you the best that you can swan and show off in front of somebody else or feel more secure. He's going to do it just because he loves you. Because he cares, because you're his covenant child. So, um, I mean, you know, what do I say? Ten pages as usual. I'm sure I'll forget lots of things. But, you know, you might, you might think, well, what I've done, what I've done, God can't possibly forgive. You might think, the gift that God's given me, the destiny and the purpose of my life, I don't know, it's just like back in the corner. It's never going to work. You might think all kinds of bizarre thoughts. But I want to tell you, I just want you to open up your heart bigger and bigger and bigger. Because wherever you are, whatever you've done, whatever you've done, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. You're a new person. You're a new creation. You might have come in here wanting much more. I don't know about you. God's been having me let go of control of all kinds of things. It's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Relationships, things, my book. I don't know, all kinds of things. And it's like, I'll hear him say, stop controlling, I'm in charge. 
I think, you've got to be kidding me. I'm just being responsible. But there's a reason. And when you know to let go, God just comes in. And I feel like there's someone here today and you just need to let go of your will, your way, your heart, your agenda, and just be bold before the Lord and just say, you know what, I want you. I want you to come. I want, I want to be this new creation. I want to be this new, I want to be engrafted, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want to be engrafted in Christ the Messiah. He is a new creation. You're a new creation. And it takes a while to catch yourself. You're not that person. You don't have to dress like that person. You don't have to act like that person. You don't have to keep giving your testimony of that person. You have to just be who you are. You are the healed of the Lord. Come on, let's kick some butt. You are the blessed of the Lord. Let's just stand up for our rights and our inheritance. Let's just say, this is my position. I remain the same. I'm going to stick with the word. I'm going to stay. The fresh and the new has come. Seriously, the fresh and the new. I'm not going to start feeling sorry. I'm not going to start doing things to make people like me. I'm not going to do any of that. You know what? I am loved by God. I am totally loved by God. I'm not going to be afraid of people. I'm not going to be afraid of circumstances. <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be this new person. I'm going to be able to pray for Israel and not have that slight kind of, mm, don't want to stick my head over the pulpit because I've been shot so many times. You know what? Stick your head out there when you get up in the morning and say, God, I want what you've got for my day. Don't just think, well, I'm part of the Skype prayer time, therefore I'm an overcomer. You know what? That's a load of bunk. That is so stupid. We're only anything because of God. We're only anything because of him. I'm thinking, I can't play again, even at home, because Rod will be listening, so I'll have to put the headphones on so keep him away. And it's not an easy challenge to keep him quiet and peaceful. Of course, I have hidden the, te- the TV clicker up a few times. <sighs> Control issues. So what would it really be like to have God help you through this month? <laughs> Which is the way we are, you know. But what would it really be like to get up in the morning to look at this word and say, this is your living, living word. I love this word. Man, I love this word. I love this word. It hurts me. It tears me apart. It makes me do things I don't want to do. But it makes me, after I've done them, feel that wonderful feeling that comes from obedience. To dedicate myself. To dedicate myself. Because I'm chosen. Because you're chosen. So, may not be your normal message, it's not my normal message, but this is just how God's been dealing with my heart. He's been really cutting through. He's been asking me, really, could you get down to it? And what he's really called me to do is to pray for the music business. What he's really called me to do is pray for this music mountain. He's put us in a church, in the middle of a church, where 
everything we've wanted with worship is becoming a part of life. We're all so thankful, aren't we, to every one of our worship team who press through. And they lift us and they get happy. And they're not frightened of being happy, even in grim... Even Nate, come up here, Nate. Even Nate, come on, Nate. You're my friend, for goodness sake. Nate is my friend. Well, you're so proud of Nate. You want to play with him? I love you. We love you. Huh? Go play. Come on, you guys. Come play. Let's enjoy some music. Let's enjoy. Let's say, what do I need to dedicate? Maybe I just need to dedicate my heart and say, Jesus, come into my heart. I mean, really, come in. Maybe I needn't act like proud, like, oh, well, I've been a Christian for 35 years. My gosh. Oh, well, I have. Good Lord. Probably more than some of you are old. I just feel like this is a month of dedication. If Jesus hadn't come, we would be nowhere. We would have no future. Okay? I'm going to close my Bible, which doesn't mean anything because it's alive on the inside of me. Why don't you just stand up? Let's just worship him. Come on. Thank him for what's to come. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 